Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. Hello, camper. Hello there, friend. Howdy. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Truth Cabin. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Truth Cabin. My name's Charlie. I'm Matt. And I'm Steve. And it is a beautiful spring day here at the Truth Cabin. The birds are chirping, the leaves and flowers, they're in full bloom. And we are about to bloom into a brand new awesome conversation in this episode. Guys, how you doing? Doing good. I feel like I'm ready for some truth. Yeah, I'm great. I'm breathing in that cabin air. <laughs> not, not so musty, right? It's, you kinda... it's not. We, you know, we air it out to make sure there's no truth mildew. Um, <laughs> the truth for breeze really uh, helps freshen things up. Yeah, correct. <laughs> All right. Well, we are. We have a big episode for you guys today, so we're just going to get right into our questions from last from our last episode. So. What we're going to do is we got three questions from our last episode, which is all about national treasures yeah. that we put up on our Instagram account. If you'd like to follow us on Instagram for updates or be part of some of these questions and polls, we're on Instagram at the truth cabin. So the first question that we put up was who is your favorite person that you consider a national treasure? And we had a couple really great answers in here. So the most common answer that I saw was Betty White. So Betty White was written by a lot of people. And I know we talked about her a little bit, but she's definitely yeah. somebody I know people really look at, especially in the years that have gone on because she was acting into her 90s. Like, she's incredible. Yeah. Jinx. Um, okay. Oh. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then Dolly Parton was another one I, that, that some people mentioned that I think, again, is somebody that I've never really been into Dolly Parton that much, but I know she's somebody that people absolutely love. Wasn't there, wasn't there a story about how like they were going to build a statue of her in Tennessee or something like that? And then she said, yeah, that's too much. Too much. Yeah. She's like, wait till I'm gone and honor me later on. But not only is she an icon, but she's so very humble and do you know anyone that doesn't like Dolly? You know, it's just, she's, yeah. she's, she's a, a national treasure without a doubt. Yeah, she's somebody who's like, I don't even really know much about what she's done. I think the only thing I've ever seen is I know she had that Christmas special on Netflix a couple of years ago and I saw a trailer for it and it looked, it looked fun. Yeah. She has a theme park as well. And that's on my bucket list of places to go. Do <laughs> Dollywood. Um, yeah. And, and doesn't she also have the book, donate like free books for kids yep um program you know just a national treasure all around in Absolutely. career and her philanthropic work yep and then we have one more that i'd like to mention that someone put in that i think this one's a little controversial 
Uh-oh. I'll hear what you guys say. Somebody wrote in the name Counselor Steve. Oh, really? No. <laughs> yes. How do we First, feel about this? I will say it wasn't me. <laughs> As Shaggy once said. <laughs> Actually, one, one thing I wanted to add on the topic of National Treasures from last episode is the idea of you could be a national treasure and then be removed from national treasure status. Oh. I, I see where I see where I you're going with this. Two very good examples of that were Bill Cosby and Ellen DeGeneres. Mm-hmm. For, yeah. for different reasons. Because think about before things went in a different direction, they were like a national treasure. America just like, you know, anything they did was um, admired or, you know, was successful and um, just seen as really good people with with uh, lots to give. And, you know, it, I feel like both of them had uh, diminished careers for different reasons. Uh, but it, it does show that you could be a national treasure and that it's you got to hold on to that title. You got to protect it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So then we had two polls that we also put in. So the first poll was do you consider Shaquille O'Neal a national treasure? I know we talked about him before, but I was interested to see what some people, maybe even with people who are not really as into sports, if they considered him a national treasure. And it was overwhelming. 100% of people said, absolutely, he is a national treasure. Very nice. Okay, we got some truths. Mm-hmm. Then our last poll as part of our national treasure episode asked, which of these two celebrities do you think is more likely to become a national treasure as the years go on? So the two that I put in were ones we discussed in our last episode, Miley Cyrus and Tom Holland. And the campers were split on this one, right down oh, the middle, 50-50. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. I actually kind of think that both of them have are going to be getting there because they just both have such different careers. So it's kind of a hard question, but I, I think that's... One time where I'm okay with it being right down the middle. Yep. As, as, as Miley would have said in her Hannah Montana days, you got the best of both worlds, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> okay. Well, again, if you guys want to be involved with the episode a little bit and answer some of these questions and polls, again, Instagram at the Truth Cabin. We'd love to hear your opinions and they might get mentioned at the top of one of our future episodes. Okay, everybody. So, like I said at the beginning, we have a big episode for you today. And when we come back, we are going to get right into it. So we will talk more soon. And welcome back, campers, to the Truth Cabin. We've got a great episode for you today about a a topic I find very interesting. And I've been reading a lot on it. I've been researching. And Charlie and Steve, today, we're going to talk about fast food in America. Ooh la la. Interesting. Yeah. Whether you are a fast food fan, if you dabble in in your local drive-thrus, or you look down on it, either way, fast food is definitely part of American culture. Um, just like when we talked about malls a couple months ago, there's a lot of memories and a lot of nostalgia with fast food. And through my research, it has led me to the QSR 50, which is the quick service restaurant 50. It's essentially a 
billboard chart for fast food restaurants where they're ranked based off of total change in units, how much money they've made, um, how, how people are reacting to new promotions. Um, so we can get all into that later on. But first of all, I'd like to ask a couple of personal questions with Steve and Charlie about your favorite fast food memories from childhood or even in recent years. What, what comes to mind when you think about uh, some of the nostalgic factors of quick service restaurants in the U.S.? I'll start. Um, fast food, to me, in my youth kind of represented my like first taste pun not intended there of independence so going on a field trip and stopping for fast food you know you have your five dollars to get some you know some lunch and that's like the first kind of being set out into the world and do like get get your food you have the money to order and you know it makes you feel very grown up to to order fast food on your own and that's like kind of one of those first things that sets you on the course for growing up kind of makes I you think. feel like like you got your big boy pants on right yes <laughs> i yeah it took me a while to grow into my big boy pants I'm still growing, though. <laughs> what about you, Charlie? Yeah. Well, I distinctly remember a really good family memory where when I was probably preteen age, what we used to do was is my, uh, sometime on the weekend, my mom would take me and my sister to McDonald's. We would get a soft serve ice cream cone. And then we would go sit by the lake that we lived nearby and we would just sit there and eat our ice cream there. And that was like one of my favorite memories of that because it was one of those places where was the ice cream the, the best at, at a McDonald's? Maybe, maybe not as good as like one of those actually ice cream shots, but it was so easy just to drive right through, grab your ice cream. We could get right over there. And it became a real tradition for us for a few years during that time. And, uh, I always remember very distinctly because I was one of those kids where it's like I had to have the same thing every time. Nowadays, I think I have more variety. I don't go to fast food restaurants very often, but when I go, I tend to get something different every time that I go. Okay. But back, but when I was younger, when I used to get my kids' meals and things like that, which I'm sure we're going to talk way more about later on, I would always get basically just a hamburger with mustard on it, like basically like two pieces of bread a patty and then mustard on it. And that's all I ever wanted. And I've always, and that would get that fries and then usually a Coke or something like that, like a diet Coke. So, that, so I used, very distinctly remember that. So you used to have a very basic fast food palette, but you have expanded your flavors, you're saying? Yes. It's like when I, it's weird. When I used to eat it more, I did not have an expanded palate. But now that I eat it less often, when I do get it, I try to get new things i also think there are more options nowadays i feel like they get oh, yeah. them a lot more so yeah Definitely. that those are my favorite memories for sure i think for myself if i'm going to just you know mention a few memories that pop into my head i remember going to honeydew donuts and dunkin donuts with my mom and my siblings um we would call it coffee breaks and we'd go there and get pastries and my mom would get coffee and we would hang out 
um, in the Whitman Park. Um, I also remember going to Burger King and the cup that you have for your drink, I would just press it on every single uh, self-serve drink and just mix <laughs> mix all the sodas together um, into just this like nonsense beverage that was just brown and like full of, full of flavor. Uh, beyond that, Wendy's, I remember they used to have a salad bar at Wendy's. I don't know if you guys remember that vaguely but way back yeah, they had yeah, that, that's that's a long time ago wendy's was known for their salad bars they were kind of discontinued in the early 2000s maybe even late 90s but they had jello they had tapioca they had chips and salsa of course they had salad and i just remember you'd get your burger your chicken nuggets at the counter but then you would like make your little salad go through the salad bar they had the sneeze guard uh and then I think over time, Wendy's was like, yeah, maybe this isn't really the, the, the cleanest uh, option for our guests. So they removed it. But I do have fond memories of just like feeling like a king piling up my plate with a salad and, <laughs> and pudding and being like, you know, like, like Steve said, you feel like you, you're a big boy and you got, you got so many options with fast food. And even at Burger King, I remember around the late 90s, they, they updated their kids' meals to the big kids meals. And I remember they released, they changed that up when the movie with Will Smith, uh, Wild Wild West came out. So I remember Wild Wild West toys and you know the, the big kids meals, they had more chicken nuggets and maybe an extra, I don't know, bigger burger. It, it was just, as a kid, I have so many good memories with, with, these, um, with these restaurants. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have a, this is a weird way to put this, a mouth memory. Um, <laughs> high C, the orange drink from McDonald's yep. is like burned into my brain very deeply. <laughs> into your mouth. Like into, your no, into my mouth. Yep. There's mouth nothing memory. like quite, there's nothing quite like it. Just wanted to call call that out. <laughs> yep, absolutely. And if you get it on your lips or something like that, it stains your lip for <laughs> about five or six hours, and it's not going away. Like you yeah. got pop, like you got popsicle lips. <laughs> yes. You guys, uh, did you ever partake in the ball pit at one of these fast food places? Way back, they were pretty gross. I yeah. don't think I ever did ever. Yeah. I don't. I'm sure I did a couple times, but. I was the, I was the one who was more into either like the slide or like the makeshift like ro like rope wall that they would have or something like that. Yeah. Basically, the things are just like when you look at them, you look back on them, you go, "Wow, that was dangerous to be on at that age." Yeah, and nowadays, the farthest thing from being COVID friendly, ball pits. I mean, you think about. Yes. I remember when when I was a kid, I found like I found some chicken nuggets in in the ball. Oh. <laughs> I didn't eat oh. them. I just found them, but like. They, they were so, you know, people would just like lose stuff in those ball pits and kids, yeah. would just, kids would just swim in these ball pits. And they were different compared to DZ Discovery Zone or Chuck E. Cheese or some of those other places that have arcades and slides mm -hmm. and things. Uh, the ones at restaurants, at uh, fast food restaurants, you know, you'd bring your kids there while you were waiting for your food or maybe while they were eating their food. So it, it, it was kind of a not a very clean experience but as a kid fun nonetheless i guess <laughs> right 
the only association I have with ball pits is like the urban legends around ball pits, like finding needles and dirty diapers. Yeah, like I, I don't know if any of that <laughs> stuff is real or if it just is urban legend. Yeah. But not um, like like razors yeah. and uh and Halloween candy, one of those legends. Remember right. that? Razor blades, yeah. Yeah. It's not worth it's not worth the risk of trying though. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but beyond the ball pits and uh let's let's move on to talk about the the toys that were offered in kids meals. Do you remember any oh, yeah. specific toy brands or promotions that, that still come to mind? Oh, I definitely do. So the second that we said that we were going to talk about fast food, it made me think of this specific toy brand. So I'm sure for a lot of people who lived in the nineties, a lot of our campers who listened to this, I'm sure we all remember the late nineties and how huge Pokemon got like, like like 96, 97, 98, that like three or four year period in the late 90s, like everything was Pokemon so much. And I remember very distinctly that there would be a few different times where there were like different promotions that would come up at the burger, at, at like Burger King or McDonald's. Yep. I distinctly remember one, I believe it was Burger King that did it. I cannot remember for sure though. But I remember that there was this thing where they had like 3D Pokemon cards where like you put them on a little button that you would press and they would move on a Pokemon card. And I remember like they would make a huge deal about it. And I distinctly remember going places to try to get different ones and they would constantly be like sold out because people would just go in there and people were going just to get those. Like not because they wanted to necessarily like get the fast food. They were there for the Pokemon card uh, toy itself and I remember sometimes it'd be like we don't have any more cards but here we have a poster that you can have as like a ba- as like a backup toy and yep I just remember during those years anytime any of those places had a Pokemon related toy like places would be mobbed with people trying to get in there just so they could get the toys because it was that big a deal and I would just beg my mom, like, please, please, I need, I, I, I got the Pikachu. Now I need the Raichu one. I gotta, I gotta go and see if I can get it. Gotta catch them all, right? You gotta. For me, Pokemon, you know, when I think Burger King and I think kids meals toys, I do think about Pokemon as well. I remember I was so obsessed with it, not, not just to the point where I wanted to collect each one, but when the promotion was over, I remember I was like, can I have that cardboard cardboard mobile that that hangs from the ceiling that advertises the, the toys when the promotion's over? And uh, the Burger King people were like, yeah, you can have it. It's all good. And I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. And I hung it, <laughs> I hung it in my room and it was like a cardboard, you know, spinning mobile. Uh, I had that in my room forever. And uh, I was just a really big fan of Pokemon, I still am. And I know nowadays Pokemon cards are kind of having a resurgence and uh, companies like Target, have you heard about that? Target said that they're no longer going to carry Pokemon cards because it's getting too violent. Oh, geez. Yeah. I have not heard that. For that reason. Yeah. So it's, it, for some reason in the last two weeks, it's been a big deal to collect Pokemon cards. And it almost makes me want to dig out my old collection of cards and, and Burger King toys. Cause I'm sure I still have those as well. Yeah. What about you, Steve? Um, I don't have associations that are like very strong with any franchise, but, um, 
the stuff that comes to mind is the the fast food brand itself making their own toys or um products for kids so there were like the chicken nugget figures from mcdonald's that had that kind of acted like mr potato head where you could put little different hats on i remember Um, that and i also have lots of nostalgia for the the mcdonald's happy meal box for some reason just like the shape and color of the box is tied really strongly to to my like feels (laughs) Mm -hmm. i hear you um yeah can you name all of the mcdonald's characters is your memory that good no well i the mcdonald's character so ronald and mcdonald grimace the hamburglar uh oh i don't know it was a female bird i can't remember her name maybe one of our campers will let us know yeah i had little details this was an interesting (laughs) thing for me to look back like the the burger king kids club the you know with kid vid and the those that cast of child characters and those were also made into toys um I remember that hoop hoops was the girl was a basketball player named hoops. Yeah. Um, There was a boy named wheels in a wheelchair. Yeah. That, that didn't age well. Uh, snap. I think she took pictures. She had a camera. Uh, then there's IQ. He was the little shorty with the, with the ginger fro (laughs) and the glasses. Yeah. (laughs) But kid vid made, made an impression on me. Yeah. So cool with those glasses. Yeah, I was kid bid for Halloween one year. I was oh. such a big fan of the Burger King Kids Club. And I remember when they kind of started to phase out those characters. I was like, what? I'm like, that's like my childhood, you know? But it will always have a special place in my heart. Oh, as far as toys go that we didn't mention, I do remember Teeny Beanie Babies being a real big deal. Oh, yes. Back in the, the late 90s when Beanie Babies were already a huge deal. But when... Was it Burger King or McDonald's? I think it was McDonald's, correct? I believe it was McDonald's. Yeah, when McDonald's did Teeny Beanie Babies, it was like so hard to get, you know, the rare ones and people were trying to collect, like the Pokemon. It was just a really big deal. They're trying to collect every single one saying that they're going to be worth a lot of money someday. And I still have a lot of those Teeny Beanies somewhere (laughs) stored away in the bags, never opens, uh, waiting waiting to be thrown on eBay. So we'll see if (laughs) if the prices go up, you know? Yeah. I think they were really good about that. Like, and I feel like that was more so a thing that was common in the past. I don't know if I see it as much now, but I'm also not looking as much as I did. Yeah. But it seemed like they were very good, especially like McDonald's and Burger King, about going with the trends of the time. Like when Beanie Babies were huge, they would make like the teeny Beanie Babies. When Pokemon was huge, they made sure to throw out things that were Pokemon related. And yeah. like, I'm sure nowadays, like they're putting out toys that are like, like Avengers and stuff like that. I'm sure they're they're following along with it, but I wonder if it's still as big with some kids now as it was for us when we were young. Because I feel like the commercials are not the same and stuff like. Because I remember seeing commercials for the toys for the Pokemon toys at Burger King when they came out, and I would just be like, 
I need to get there. I need to get there right now. I need that. That needs to be in my hand. And if it's not, I'm not going to be happy. Yep. Yeah. I, I do remember with these, with these toys that a lot of times Burger King and McDonald's, they had the, the prime cut of, of, of kids' toys. They had Disney, they had Nickelodeon. Uh, but I remember others like Wendy's, they kind of had the, the lesser popular toys. Uh, like they had like Betty Boop or <laughs> yes, or uh, I'm trying to think of some of the others. I remember like um, Looney Tunes toys and or, stuff like that. Like you get like the Tasmanian devil, like that would spin like a dreidel or something like that. Yeah, or the peanuts gang, you know, they, mm-hmm. they, they took whatever was left over that, that uh, <laughs> McDonald's and Burger King didn't have. But on, on the topic of Disney, I remember, I think it was McDonald's always had a partnership with Disney and they had promotional um, glassware. They had cups, they weren't glasses, but they were plastic cups with, disney movies on the front of it and it was really it was a really big deal we had a lot of a lot of those cups um because there was a lot of disney movies so we needed to collect them all you know do you remember those yes um those were part of our household yeah like in a in a major way so much so that they just wore down to no design at all so that (laughs) it was like there was no point in keeping them because they, you just saw like little remnants of Lion King on, on the cup. <laughs> it was essentially like the, what was it like the poster of the movie or like almost like you could have the VHS tape and then you had your cup with the same image. And I don't know, I, I do remember having those cups in our collection at my house for years, like you said, to the point where they were worn down, but you're like, I can't throw this away. This is part of the collection. <laughs> right. So good, good memories with that. Um, beyond the toys, are you guys more of a fan of the drive-through or dining in when you visit fast food restaurants? I think it, honestly, when I was younger, I wanted to go inside. I, when I was younger, there was something about going in to sit down and like, or maybe play in like the uh, play area. That was a lot of fun getting like make your like put your do your own soda and everything like that like the independence of it like we've talked about yeah but now now especially with in covid times like i I definitely not but even with that like it's just so much easier to just drive your car around get that and then eat eat where you want to than to go inside and sit on a really uncomfortable plastic chair yep and eat next to about next to a ton of people yeah that i see that distinction drive drive through versus dine in as like convenience versus experience so going into a fast food restaurant you kind of like have the plan to do that but the drive-in is kind of like Oh, we're passing McDonald's. We should stop and get McDonald's. Yeah, you know, going through the drive-through just for the, the quick, for the fast food experience. Yeah, getting fast food fast. Yep, I, I will say I agree with Charlie. There's something. There's an experience at these restaurants, especially as a kid. You know, a lot of it inside the restaurant. I think the the decor. It became dated over the years, but I remember like at Wendy's, the floors used to be all carpet and that there were planters everywhere with lots of fake plants. 
and they had the yes. salad bar that I mentioned and lots of like, you know, stained wood tones and like similar to what we said with malls, a very dated look, but um, I'm kind of nostalgic for it. Like, I don't know if, do you guys remember the, the old Burger King tiles before they updated all these restaurants? Um, not specifically, but I do remember that Wendy's was the big high school thing, like going to Wendy's. Um, but I, yeah, I don't really have deep memory associations with the decor of fast food restaurants. Yep. It's kind of, it's kind of funny when you go to a fast food restaurant and it hasn't been updated yet because it, mm-hmm. it feels so dated, you know, the, uh, I remember the first time I saw a Wendy's that was, had the new look, it was so jarring, the, the new logo, the new, you know, uh, mascot of Wendy, you know, updated and Wendy's always had that old, old time look, you know, Dave Thomas started it. And, um, when they updated with these like very boxy geometric buildings with, you know, full glass walls and, uh, full Wi-Fi access and like little cozy areas to sit and, and hang out. It's uh, it's interesting to see restaurants update their look over the years to try to stay relevant with their uh, with their guests, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it was maybe about probably in the last decade where you real I really started noticing like the modernization of these places. Like, I remember even up to like maybe like 2010 or 2011, as late as that, there were a lot of those fast food restaurants. Like, you go to McDonald's or Burger King, and you still felt like you were walking into the 90s when you were in there. Yep. And then you started noticing like the McDonald's. I was like, okay, we're going to be closed for the next year because we are going to be completely renovating. And I remember the one in right near where I grew up did that. And it was like, I don't understand. Like, what could you possibly be doing? You had everything you needed. And you look at the new place and you walk in there and it's just like, like I said, very modern looking. I remember when I walked into a new McDonald's, I got the feeling that I was walking almost through like an like an airport terminal when I walked in there. Like it was just yeah. like it was very large. There was a lot of there was much more space in there. It was very clean. The way the walls looked and everything, it felt like like I said, walking through like a McDonald's that was in like the airport more than you were just walking through one that was, had that natural feel to it. And I've gotten used. You get used to them over the years, but the feel is definitely very different. I I remember those. There's nothing I love more than a old fake plant in a mall or a fast food place or something that has like spider webs on it because they don't clean them. It has like the mul- the fake mulch or even there's something like that in there. Like yeah. That stuff, like it's disgusting, but it makes me feel good inside. Reminds you of being a kid, right? Yes. It makes exactly. you hungry for that fast food. Absolutely. <laughs> With fast food restaurants updating their look over recent years, um, in your opinion, Steve, Charlie, what do you think makes a successful fast food restaurant in 2021? What what are like the important factors that make uh, these fast food restaurants succeed? I, I was thinking about this topic recently with the Burger King rebrand redesign. Yeah. Um, so... Essentially, their branding, their new branding is almost identical to the branding that they had in the 
sixties and seventies, I think. Yeah. Um, which is interesting to think that you see that the logo that Burger King had from the nineties, that circle with kind of like the buns, but yep. like glossy buns. And then there was like the streak of blue around the, yep. that um, was, that was the period when they painted all of their roofs blue. Do you remember that? All the, oh, I don't remember all the, that. All the Burger Kings painted their roofs blue because that was like the cool look to go with that round logo and the blue, you know. Yeah. But keep going. But uh, the updated logo is really simplified down to just those like warm fast food colors, oranges and reds. Yep. Um, and it's like nostalgia built into the new fresh burger king which i find interesting it's like everything old is new again right right i remember not too long ago that the burger king tried to phase out the king for yep. a couple of years they phased him out and people were like really upset about that and then they ended up bringing him back and now he's involved in their marketing again i don't know on the same level but I distinctly remember people being really mad that the King was being phased out because people loved the, loved the Burger King. Like you could go in there and in general, I think one of my favorite things about Burger King too, because that's my favorite fast food place. They could get the, they could get the crown in there. They get the Burger yeah. King crown. Yeah. And you could, that's, that's a great memory. I remember getting the crown. Yeah. But uh, in general, I think that in past it was the, the point, I think what they tried to do is they tried to make their restaurants stand out as much as possible. Like you said, Matt, with like blue roofs, like that's something that made a restaurant stand out. The giant arches for McDonald's, those are things that made those buildings stand out, make them unique. And yep. nowadays it feels like the theme is making them more modern, like making yep. them almost look as nice inside as a office building or a restaurant would look. Like yep. we have the same look and feel inside as when you walk into any other place, but this, we just happen to sell fast food. Like they're trying to almost, the, the, the trend now feels more like it's about being more like everybody else. And in the past, it felt more like it was, they really tried to make themselves very unique in the way that they put themselves out there and marketed themselves. Yeah. Oh, Charlie, I have a counterpoint to your, oh. yes, the individuality in fast food. I have an article and as you can hear from the rustling of, of paper, it's a physical thing. It is an issue of time for kids, like Time Magazine for kids from 1997. Oh, wow. There's an article in here called titled Battle of the Big Burgers. The burger war is on, and I'm just going to read this. <laughs> Faced with drooping sales, McDonald's and Burger King are looking to take a big bite out of each other's business. <laughs> Two weeks ago, Burger King launched the first strike the Big King, a close copy of McDonald's Big Mac. Mm -hmm. Burger King says its version, beefier 
than a Big Mac and with less bread and its own special sauce is beating the buns off its competition. <laughs> I love these puns. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Of course, the Big King is selling for just 99 cents. Of course it is. Sales may level off after the price goes up in a few weeks. And this is no, oh, September 19th, 1997. So oh. keep that, you know, in yes. your calendar. <laughs> McDonald's is planning a counterattack, the big and tasty, which looks a lot like the Burger King Whopper. Mm. Which burger will rule? Early reviews suggest that the king is a hit. <laughs> Says Casey Flynn, 11, of Mystic, Connecticut. It's like a Big Mac, but less messy and with more cheese. It was real good. <laughs> End of article. <laughs> Thank you for your sources, Steve. I appreciate it. Oh, hey, no problem. Let, let me just say that it sounds like those two companies at that time, they were just in a real pickle about this. Mm. They were. Oh Touché. my God, Charlie. Yeah. I <sighs> find myself sandwiched in between the two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, enough were... with the jokes. Back on topic. So, Charlie, to your point, you are wrong. Let's Let's move on. Oh, really? <laughs> I would also say that if you can incorporate some type of grab and go online order feature to your, your, to your uh, fast food service, I think it will also increase your sales, especially during COVID times where people are not even able to go inside the restaurant. It's been a good option. Um, what's interesting in recent years is seeing restaurants like Panera Bread and Chipotle, which never had drive throughs um, starting to add them to their restaurants, to their locations, to compete with the likes of McDonald's and Burger King. You know, they're kind of adapting to uh, to the the challenging fast food climate that we're in right now. Not to mention the chicken sandwich wars. I don't know if you guys know all about the chicken sandwich wars, but kind of like Steve was talking about in '97 with these uh, the battle of the burgers or the battle of the buns. I feel like in recent years you had your uh, your chicken sandwich Absolutely. competition, right? Absolutely. There is, so there are a lot of fast food restaurants that have, that are regional, like Burger King, McDonald's are the biggest because they're, they're everywhere in this country. But, you know, there's some that you go to certain parts of the country, they're huge. Other parts of the country, you don't really get them that much. And for New Englanders, we don't get a lot of Popeyes, but there are a few Popeyes around. There's one yep. not far away from where I live. And I'm telling you that the line going out of that Popeye's restaurant is always at least 15 cars. Like yep. people are constantly going in there because they're because of their chicken sandwich. And I'll tell you, I had it one time and it is delicious. Now, would I wait in line for an hour to get it? No, but I understand why some people choose to. It is crazy. You're totally right. That is that is the sandwich war of now yep you know and i on the topic of waiting in long lines to get into restaurants in orlando where i live we just opened a white castle for the first time in central oh. florida 
uh, about a week ago. And it was such a big deal. I mean, the line was hours long. Everyone was on social media posting them with their burger and their White Castle t-shirt. It's a really big deal. I mean, fast food still really energizes people. And, uh, you know, for me down the street, a, a brand new Wendy's opened up last year and they had a promotion where if you were one of the first 100 cars, you'd get free Wendy's breakfast for a year. And guess what? I was car number 13 and I got free Wendy's breakfast for a year. Oh, yeah. Now I haven't been eating it because I, re <laughs> I realized <laughs> if I just keep consuming these Wendy's sausage, egg, cheese sandwiches every week, it's just, it's too, it's too much. I don't want to overdo it. Right. You so. wanted the option. <laughs> so I got a whole coupon book for any time I want to go to Wendy's and get a sandwich for free. It's there for me, but, uh, it, anyways, I think it's interesting to see how these restaurants jazz people up and get people excited over what a lot of times is just unhealthy food. You know, it's just, it's funny, yeah. to, you know, to get people interested in it. Right. There is always aspirational feelings for Sonic. Yeah. Where we are from because there are really no Sonics around. So seeing Sonic commercials there was a, a yearning. Why can't <laughs> we have Sonic? Yep. I, yeah. And I don't know if there's, there's any other type of retail or service that is like that, where you, you wish, you wish upon a star, <laughs> you can have, you know, that restaurant around. Yep. You're totally right, Steve. I just think about like, whenever I, I was just trying to think about it too, just think like, what are places that are not around here that I wish there were more of? And every single one of them is pretty much a food related thing. Like I was thinking, I wish there were more Chick-fil-A's around here sometimes. I wish there were more Popeye's and then things like Sonic. And, or it's, and it's because they're very regional, more so yeah. than a lot of other types of retail stores are. Yeah. Yeah. Or are Dairy Queen that doesn't sell just ice cream. Oh, the Grill and Chill? They have good burgers there. I can't emphasize how much of a big deal this White Castle is in Orlando. I know. <laughs> people, no, people are freaking out over these burgers. It's such a big deal. Uh, because I know what you're saying. When you, when you see these commercials for restaurants in other parts of the country, you're like, In-N-Out Burger, we don't have that, you know? Yeah or uh, Del Taco, or Whataburger. There's so many of them, uh, Bojangles Chicken, that are all over the country that when they do finally appear in your neck of the woods, it's like, well, we got to go. We, yeah, we'll wait in line, anything for these burgers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so with that said, are you guys ready to jump into the QSR 50 for 2021? Oh, let's do this. Yeah, I, I got to know. Okay, so first off, the QSR 50 comes out once a year and it lines up all of the biggest fast food restaurants in America based off of nationwide sales. If they've added units or removed units, how they've done with their guests in terms of, do they have apps? Do they have breakfast? Do they have a drive-through? You know, what features are they adding um, or providing with their restaurants that make it more likable? You know, in addition to those details, Keep in mind that of these restaurants, they're all kind of segmented. We have our burger chains. We have our chicken. We have our sandwich, you know, subs. 
Uh, we have pizza. We have global, which is typically either Mexican or Asian. And then we have our snack segment, which is typically pretzels, coffee, pastries, bakery things. So keep that in mind as we go okay. through the QSR 50. Now, in addition to the top 50 restaurants, we do have 15 losers here that are 65 through 51. These are the stinkers that didn't make make the top 50. So we're gonna, I'm gonna read off the, these uh, these 15 wannabes. And then when we jump into the QSR 50, it's gonna be a little bit of trivia, a little guessing game, a little bit of back and forth. I'll read each description and I wanna see if you guys can figure out, uh, in addition to our campers, if you wanna play at home, see if you can figure out which restaurant I'm describing um, as, I, as I read each one. So number 65. And as I mentioned these, let me know if you've ever been to it or if you've ever, ever heard of it. 65 is Crystal's Burgers. You guys ever have, have a Crystal Burger? Nope, never heard of it. Nope. Moving on. 64, Portillo's. It's a sandwich place, Portillo's. Nope. Is the reason these are the stinkers. Okay, moving on. <laughs> 63 is Potbelly Sandwiches. Potbelly. Oh, I've, been, I've been to one of them before. They're... There's one in Braintree. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's one I've been to. It's okay. Steve, you're missing out. Go to Potbelly Sandwiches right across from the Braintree South Shore Plaza and uh, and have it, it's they're okay. great. They're tasty. All right. They're on the up and up. I'm I'm assuming next year they'll be moving into the top 50, but we'll see. Number 62, Charlie's Philly Philly Steaks. Charlie's Philly Steaks. Anyone? Yes. Nope. Uh, oh. I, yeah, I I've, I've been to one before. Yeah. And at, coming from a Charlie, were they were they good uh, steaks, Charlie? Uh, they defamed the good name of Charlie, <laughs> and I think they spell it C H A R L E Y E Y S. Yeah, yeah, which even more so makes me upset. Yep. Okay, moving on. Sixty one is Smoothie King. You guys ever have Smoothie King? Yeah, I'm surprised I, to hear that's not up higher. Yeah, that's never had it. A but... snack that's in the snack category. Mm -hmm. Number 60 is Mod Pizza, M-O-D, Mod Pizza. No? Nope. 59 is Jamba Juice. Ever had a Jamba Juice before? I have never had. Steve, you haven't, you haven't lived until you've had Jamba. I'm not very worldly when it comes to these <laughs> restaurants. <laughs> okay, moving on. 58 is the Habit Burger Grill. Habit Burger? Nope. 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 Number 57 in the seafood category. There aren't really many seafood ones, but this one is Long John Silver's 57. Uh, again, I'm surprised. I've never been there. I think that's not really a New England place, but I'm surprised it's not in the top 50. There, yeah. was, a, there was a Long John Silver's in Brockton for a couple of years in Massachusetts, and it did not do well. It didn't last very long. I hear a lot of advertising for <laughs> Long John Silver's, but not a lot of stores, nope. right? <laughs> no, I don't see them physically. I don't think they're real. Yeah, I've gathered. Well, looking at their stats, they since last year they closed fifty three stores. So that ain't, that is not it's not looking good for Long Johns. I don't know if they're going to be even in the top fifty next year. Uh, but anyways, moving on. Fifty six is Boston Market. Oh, Charlie, you know you know Boston Market, didn't you yeah. work there? I did work at a Boston Market when I was younger. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I kind of like Boston Market, like I, more so because of the meatloaf aspect of it. I'm not, I never was a fan of their chicken. I was a fan of the meatloaf meals, but 
and there isn't a meatloaf category here. They they fall under chicken, so oh, maybe well. there there needs to be a meatloaf. Do you category. want? But <laughs> well, they, they had like this meatloaf sandwich I thought was awesome. <laughs> I didn't know they had meatloaf. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we had the Boston Market here in Orlando, but they just shut it down because of they violated um, health code issues. I guess they had roaches or something like that in in their kitchen. So that's yeah, unfortunate. Boston Market is, I would definitely say, one of the stinkers. They are, uh, they closed fifty three stores. Um, their reputation is not very good. Not really a good, a good representation of Boston food, I would say. But uh, yeah, you know, we can't all be winners, right? You know about that, Steve, right? Uh, that's not very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, number fifty five is Noodles and Company. You guys ever been there? Noodles and Co? Nope. Nope. Okay. 54 Freddy's Burgers. You know Freddy. Do, do I? <laughs> no. Nope. 53 Einstein Brothers Bagels. Einstein oh, Brothers. yes. Einstein. No. Okay. We got a hit. <laughs> no, nothing. No. No. <laughs> I was I, okay. like, oh, finally. <laughs> in, in Orlando, we have Einsteins all over the place. It's a, it's a big deal. Um, but I guess up there you guys got Dunkin' Donuts, right? So it's hard to compete with those. Uh, just, just Dunkin' now. Just Dunkin', just Dunkin'. Sorry. Number fifty-two, White Castle Burgers. Oh. Have you ever had a White Castle? Guess not. Guess not a, as big a deal as you thought. Yeah, they just shy of the top fifty. So close. I don't think I've had White Castle from White Castle, but I do know I've had food store version white castle sliders oh yeah yes that that was a a hit in the in the counselor steve household as a child yeah i know that there was a i lived in pennsylvania for a couple years and when i lived there there were a lot of white castles around there and i didn't go there all the time but it's 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 definitely very different like you know like because i was just like oh is this place it's just it's like I can get a burger from Burger King. It's just the same thing, but they definitely have a very distinct style to the way they make their burgers. And, and what was that White Castle movie? What was? Do you remember? Harold and Kumar. Yep, Go that was kind. Ca- yeah, it, kind of a neat, neat, uh, you know, mix of fast food with with Hollywood, and that's pretty much how I remember knowing of White Castle was that movie, you know. Mm-hmm. But anyways, fifty one. Just shy of hitting the top 50 is Captain D's Seafood. You guys ever had Captain D's? No. I can't say I have, have had them either. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I looked at the top 50 earlier. No seafood restaurants made the top 50. They're just, just shy of breaking in. So, you know, it's hard to compete with burgers and pizza, right? Mm-hmm. Those Absolutely. fish got to work harder. Yep. It's almost like they're little fish in a big pond, right? (laughs) They got to work harder to splash into that list. (laughs) Okay, Charlie. Moving into the top 50, I'm going to describe each restaurant without saying the name. And I want to see if Charlie or Steve can figure out the restaurant I'm talking about. All right. Remember those segments, those categories. That's going to help you. And if you guys need some hints, let me know. And for our campers listening at home, play along. See if you can figure it out. All right. Number ready 50. Ready? Number 50. Here we go. With so many of its non-traditional locations either closed or seeing drastic decreases in traffic, this restaurant debuted a do-it-yourself-at-home pretzel kit. 
this spring to satisfy customers' pretzel cravings? What do you think? What's your guess? I'm going to say Auntie Anne's. You are correct. Auntie uh, Anne's is number 50. Yeah. The only pretzel place I know. Is it Auntie Anne's or Auntie Anne's? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I Auntie Anne's. Auntie yeah. Anne's. I think from they if you're... both feel wrong to me. <laughs> but, so. the pre- but the pretzels feel so right. So right. <laughs> <laughs> now keep in mind a lot of these descriptions do cover uh pre-COVID and post-COVID time periods, right? In the last year. Uh, so you are seeing a lot of these restaurants succeed with drive-through, but some like Auntie Anne's don't have drive-throughs. So they are seeing they're dropping down the list as far as uh the QSR 50 goes, but I digress. Number 49, I'm going to describe it. This restaurant had a banner year last year with record store openings and the eighth straight year of positive sales comps. In the pandemic, the brand donated thousands of smoothies to frontline workers, but also rolled out a number of support mechanisms for franchises. Smoothies. I feel like the only place I can think of, because you already said something that sells smoothies regularly would be like, I've had a hard time believing Sonic could be that low. Nope, not Sonic. Yeah, I was going to say, it can't be, it can't be Sonic. That's, that's too low. Any guesses, Steve? I have no guess. The answer is Tropical Smoothie Cafe. You guys been? Nope. You have been. I brought you there in Orlando, Steve. Oh! Now you have egg on your face. I have egg on my face. No, when you when you guys visited me two years ago, we went <laughs> we went to Tropical Smoothie Cafe it, and we got the smoothies. I don't know if you uh, that. It really made oh. an impression on me. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, there's a reason they're number 49 on the list. Keep moving. <laughs> okay, number 48. The vast majority of this restaurant's business pre-COVID-19 was off-premises. So the shift during the pandemic wasn't severe. The brand added curbside to more than 1,000 locations and also doubled its daily footprint. Mm. I have a guess, but it's prob- this is probably too low yep. for, for this. Domino's, I feel Domino's like, fits that description. In- incorrect. I'll give you a hint. They are a treat location known for their treats. And a lot of times they are coupled with another fast food restaurant and they're known for their ice cream. Oh, oh. that'd be Baskin Robinson. Baskin Robbins. It is nice job, Charlie. Yes. Cause you know, I remember Jim Gaffigan had a joke about that when they were like merged together between uh, Dunkin' Donuts and Baskin Robbins. So it's just like, Oh yes. Ice cream and donuts, two pairs of dirty underwear. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's so funny. (laughs) Moving on. I don't think you guys have heard of this one. I never have, but I'll read it. Just like two of its, this is number 47. Just like two of its biggest competitors, Domino's and Papa John's, this pizza restaurant thrived in March, April, and May with sales comps up to about 20% at the end of that time period. The company is already thinking more about store automation and exploring things like ghost kitchens 
Ooh, sounds spooky, right? <laughs> so spooky. Those pizza ghosts. <laughs> the answer is Marco's Pizza. I've never heard of Marco's. Have you? No. 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 Must be somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving on. Number 46. New to the QSR 50. This restaurant has come a long way since its days of being a beloved New York staple. COVID-19 hit the burger chain hard, and the CEO announced in May that the company would invest more in digital ordering, drive through and pick-up windows as a result. My guess okay. is five guys? The answer is Shake Shack. Shake, Shake Shack. Yep. Never been. Never heard, been. Good, heard great things, but never been. Yep. Number 45. This chicken chain enjoyed a significant turnaround last year, reporting some of its best comparable sales gains in a decade. Even better, the COVID-19 pandemic didn't significantly slow down business. In June, this restaurant announced its domestic sales had returned to pre-pandemic positive trends. And they are more of a Southern restaurant. Is this, is this one Popeye's? Nope, not Popeye's. Popeye's is doing very well. So I was going to say, I was just said it can't be Popeye's. Yeah. Oh, doesn't it? Go ahead. All the restaurants that come to mind are probably way higher in the list. Yeah. And that's yeah. just going to be the the truth to this the, the game. Answer, the answer was Church's Chicken. Church's oh, Chicken. Oh. Never I, I heard know of the name. Been. Yeah. I've heard the yeah. name. I couldn't tell you anything about it besides the fact that they sell chicken. <laughs> I'm assuming. I'd... Uh, moving on, 44. You guys and I have never heard of this one. Uh, I'll just tell you, it's Jason's Deli. Jason's oh, Deli? Of course, Jason's uh, Deli. Jason, good guy. 43, McAllister's Deli. Oh. McAllister's. Yes. McAllister. Oh. Kevin! <laughs> That's what he ended up doing <laughs> from Home Alone. <laughs> oh, my goodness. These poor delis, they just couldn't make a break at the top, well, the top uh, 25 at this least. QSR, yeah. there's... These it's delis hard, can't, they can't get a break. Can't keep up. <laughs> okay, 42. It's a pizza place that says they made about 200 million last year. And the big thing that this place is known for is the take and bake pizza concept where you can go to the restaurant, buy the pizza, and you bake it at home. Mm. Bobbly. I don't no. know. The answer is. <laughs> Papa Murphy's, Papa Murphy's. Oh, of course. Of course. Number 41. <laughs> Moving on. I'm going to keep this flowing, guys. 41. Yeah. This restaurant accelerated innovation in the face of COVID-19, ramping up its app, its website, its curbside pickup. It also rolled out family meal kits in an online grocery-style market. It's known for its Mexican food, and you guys have been here before. I've noticed every time I go to this restaurant, they say something to you when you enter. When you open the door, they say something. Welcome to... Welcome to Moe's. I'm talking about Moe's. Oh, Moe's. Yeah. You guys know Moe's? I know Moe's. Every time I go to Moe's, their dining areas are filthy. So don't go to Moe's. (laughs) I want to yell back at them like, clean your tables. (laughs) Hey, your tables are kind of dirty. Welcome to Moe's. <laughs> that's number, all they can say. Number 40. Uh, this is a very Canadian fast food chain that has tried to make a, make a big name for itself in the U.S., but hasn't done very well. 
Um, it's sales, it says sales have kind of dipped. Um, it has sister restaurants, Burger King and Popeyes. But this Tim Hortons. Is, Tim Hortons, you got it. Nice job. Sorry, I had to jump ahead of you. I was like, I know this one. Uh. <laughs> yep. Shout it out if you know it. Yeah, they're known for yep. their coffee and pastries, bakery items, you know. Mm-hmm. Number 39, this restaurant is known for their Mexican food, quesadillas, chicken rollers, nachos, dollar burritos. Um, and I don't believe we guys, we have any of these locations up north. Del Taco? Del Taco is correct, 39. All right. Yes. See, Steve, you're on the board. You're getting into it. <laughs> this uh, next one is number 38. They're known for their subs and they have a disaster relief fund since COVID-19 started for a firehouse. How'd you know? How'd you know? I just had a feeling. (laughs) Firehouse. Steve, do you have the list there? Are you reading the list? No. You're just so confident in that answer. I had a feeling. I had a feeling. Okay. You got two in a row. Good for you. Okay. We'll see. 37. Uh, They're known for their burgers and their phrase, keep calm and carry out. Is this in and out? Nope, Steve. Oh, I'm sorry. Man. My Your, streak is over. It's over. Yeah. I, it the answer is checkers rallies. I don't know if you've ever been to checkers oh, or rallies. No. Kind of one in the same. Number 36 is a Mexican place. And this restaurant continues to reinvent itself a couple of years after being sold by Jack in the Box. Again, not Taco Bell. I'm thinking Mexican, but one of the lesser popular or uh, Baja business. Fresh. No, no, oh. that didn't make the list this year. Sorry, Steve. Oh man. <laughs> the answer was I don't know. Is it Cadoba or Qdoba? Qdoba. I see. I always, I say, always pronounce I always it Qdoba. I say Cadoba. Cado- <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember Steve in college? We'd always go there in Boston. Mm-hmm. Good, good memories. And Burger King. I remember you had a crush on the Burger King girl. Remember that? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but let's uh, continue. On. 35. Before the coronavirus, this restaurant was actively diversifying its menu, especially with more health-minded items, but mostly they're known for their chicken. El Polo Loco. Never heard of it? No. no. Oh, I'm on that. Was Never that heard of crazy, it. crazy chicken? I think uh, so. Yep. 34. This one is one of the stinkers. I read this one before and they're not doing very well. They've actually closed several of their locations where I live in Orlando. Um, they're an 86-year-old burger concept and they've had a few rocky years. Um, this description talks about closing a lot of stores, um, lots of declines, and they've consistently had issues with their drive through being very slow. They're known for their shakes and their burgers. I have no guess. Yeah, I, I'm I'm stumped on this one. The answer was steak and shake. Steak and shake. You ever been? Nope. Nope. Don't I didn't realize steak and shake and Shake Shack were two different places. <laughs> yeah, right. Very similar. What a team up that would be. Yeah. Steak and shake. Steak and Shake Shack. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number thirty-three. When I think of this restaurant, I think of California, and I think of burgers. Is this In and Out? This is In and Out Burger. Yep. Yep. Yep, they have reports of insanely long drive-through lines and that have made national news. So they're one of those kind of uh, cult fast food chains that's very popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, 32, this restaurant has not been able to ride the chicken wave like all the others have, but the sales are slowly increasing. They're uh, mostly in the South. They're a chicken chain in the South. 
I mentioned them earlier. Bojangles chicken. Bojangles. Ah. Yep. Number 31 is a sub shop from the New Jersey area. Jersey Mike's? Jersey Mike's is correct. Yep. Oh. Nice job, Steve. Thank you. Number 30 is known for their Beyond Barbecue Cheeseburger and famous Star Burger. Emphasis on the star. That's their little logo. Hardee's? I was going to say Carl or, Jr.'s, right? Carl, Carl, Carl's Jr. is the answer, but isn't Hardee's a sister they're, restaurant? They're sisters. I think yep. like they're basically at the same place. Or, or dad and son, I think. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But 20, <laughs> 29. But why would, would Hardee's son be Carl Jr.? mysterious questions we might not have or ever have an answer to right charlie <laughs> okay 29 wings similar brands to domino's and chipotle this place uh has been incredibly well in positioning itself um, with a robust digital platform but they're known for their wings any idea buffalo wild wings no they are not fast food interesting i yeah, yeah you could have fooled me the answer was wing stop wing stop come on guys Number number 28, it's a small but mighty chicken finger concept, and they're doing very well. There is one of these in Boston. Raising Cane's, Raising Cane's, chicken, very tasty fries. I recommend it. 27, this restaurant's growth has mostly leveled out after it had a big boom about 10 years ago. They're known for giving a lot of French fries. When you order a small fry, you get a whole bag. Oh, is, is this one Five Guys? This is Five Guys, yeah. Because I know they give you the bag that like there's so much grease in it, like you can see through the bag. That's when you know it's good. Yep. 26. I don't think you guys know this one. Um, they're known for their custard shakes and their burgers. They're called Culver's. They're big, I think, in the Midwest. 25. I'll just say it. It's a chicken place, and they're called Zaxby's. Ever been to Zaxby's Chicken? Nope. Nope. 24 is the other star restaurant. You guys said it earlier. This is Hardee's. Hardee's, yeah, Hardee's is 24. Mm-hmm. Number 23 is another sandwich place and they're known for their subs. They're known for their delivery. They have sister brands, RV Sonic and Buffalo Wild Wings, which Steve mentioned before. The answer is Jimmy John's. Oh, Jimmy John's, okay. Yeah, 22 is Kind of a cult favorite in Texas, and they're known for their burgers. No guess. I got what no a guess. burger! What a burger! You haven't lived till you've had what a burger, Steve. Oh, twenty one is another pizza place, and uh, they're not as successful as Domino's, but they're pretty much up there. Pizza Hut? No. Is it Papa John's? It's Papa John's. Yep. Mm-hmm. Number 20 is known for its quirky persona and Jack mascot. Come on, you know this one. Jack in the box. You got it, yeah. Oh, (laughs) that was tough. (laughs) Uh, Number 19 is, uh, it's a sensation, conquering the pandemic. Uh, The brand's results last year were no fluke and sales this year are just as eye-popping. And they've pretty much been a big hit with the chicken sandwich wars. Is this Popeyes? This is Popeyes. You got it. Okay. You're on You're on another winning streak, Steve. Oh, boy. Okay. This next one's a treat place, number 18. And they're known for their chill and grill. Oh, that's 
the, that's a Dairy Queen then. Dairy Queen. Number 17 is the only, it's under the global segment. It's the only Asian uh, winner in the top 50. only asian or you know chinese restaurant in our top 50 i got nothing yeah panda, panda express guys panda express oh uh, i totally forgot about panda express yeah i rarely go there but it is a thing mm -hmm. uh 16 also a pizza place not domino's but they're very successful and they uh they've been partnering with doordash for the first time and having a lot of success with it little caesars little caesars is correct all right Oh, um, yes. Moving on. Number 15. It's a key pillar of the Inspire brands. This restaurant was essentially flat last year, but they have been stepping their game up this year with online orders. And they're known for their sandwiches and their roast beef. And their We Have the Meats campaign. Oh, oh that's that, Arby's. Yeah, Arby's. Yeah. Yep, that's 15. Number 14. I think we mentioned this one earlier. They're known for their uh, their shakes, their smoothies, their drinks, um, and their burgers. This one's Sonic, then. Yep, Sonic Drive-In. You yeah. guys have a Sonic around you? There, there's one north of Boston, but I don't think there's any other besides that one. I think yeah. there might be one that's in Rhode Island, too, but I don't know for sure. Yep. Number 13, moving on, is a chicken place. Probably one of the most successful chicken places in the country. Um, Chick-fil-A. That is not correct. They're oh. actually higher. Yeah. So this is second place, I think, for chicken. Mm -hmm. um, they retaliated uh, to Popeye's with its own revised chicken sandwich this past spring. And they got really good potato wedges. KFC. KFC is correct. All right. Turkey yes. fried chicken. Number 12. It's not Domino's, but it's the other pizza place that's making waves in the pizza market. Do they sell it in a hut? They do sell it in a hut. So I'm, I'm still lost. It's so pizza, they pizza Hut, Steve. Come oh, on. I see. <laughs> I get it. Okay, number 11. We're almost done, guys. Number 11 is a Mexican restaurant. And they are kind of changing up their scheme. They, they didn't want to be a drive through restaurant for years. But now they're starting to add drive throughs to make more money and have, have better business. I'm guessing Chipotle for this Chipotle, one. Chipotle is correct. They've had some issues, as you guys know, over the years with people getting sick, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But I think they're doing pretty good right now. Mm -hmm. Number 10, we're in the top 10, guys. All right. This place is known for their sandwiches, for a very relaxing atmosphere, um, their free Wi-Fi, their bakery goods. Panera Bread. Panera Bread, yes. Their silverware. They're, they have actual plates, you know? They. Uh, mm -hmm. Panera Bread is still going very strong this year. Number nine is what I'm looking at the top 10 here. It looks like it's the most successful pizza place in the country. Could this one be Domino's? This is Domino's, number nine. Right. Yep. They, they have outpaced all the other pizza places. Even Marco's Pizza couldn't beat them. Or Mod Pizza, uh, remember Mod? Yes. Uh, <laughs> number eight. You may have noticed that our uh, our coffee places have not been, been been named yet, besides Tim Hortons. Number eight has done a rebrand in, in recent years. They're very popular in New England. This is Duncan. This is Duncan. Yep. Duncan. Dropped the donuts. Yep. So we know that Duncan, the 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 coffee wars with Duncan and Starbucks, looks like Duncan has taken second place there. But eight for the country, so good for them. Uh, number seven. 
also has had a rebranding in recent years and uh, had a successful breakfast launch last year. I mentioned them earlier. This one, this one Taco Bell? No, this one's known for their burgers and everything's made your way. If I have that correctly. No, is that Burger King? <laughs> uh, Dave Thomas opened it years ago. Oh, Wendy's. Wendy's. Is it? Is oh. it made, what, what's their tagline? Wendy's. Have some Wendy's. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they got those spicy, spicy chicken nuggies. They're very tasty. I recommend those. Um, number six, not doing too well. They've been dropping down the list. They've been closing a lot of stores. They're known for their subs. And they kind of had a falling out with their... Uh, Is it Subway? Yeah, the Subway. Yep. Falling out with their spokesman. Spokesman, are you gonna yeah. Say? Mm-hmm. Yep. In recent years, yeah, Subway's trying to return to their original look, kind of like Burger King is, um, but they they have a lot of issues with, they, they just had too many stores and kind of an oversaturation in the market. So now they're kind of taking a step back, but they've lost profits because of that. Number five, it's the burger place. And you know, it's not Wendy's. Do they have a king? They do have a king, yeah. This is Burger King. I know this one. Yes, I know this one. <laughs> <laughs> They're known for their kid vid. Yep. Uh, Burger King came in at number five. Number four is the most successful Mexican restaurant in the country. Taco Bell. Yep. I Live think they, have, they have breakfast. Have you had Taco Bell breakfast? No. I uh, recommend it. Very tasty. Taco Bell is also, believe it or not, one of the healthiest fast food restaurants you can go to. Did you guys know that? I have a very hard time believing that. It is. They they actually removed a lot of the trans fats and changed up their menu. So right. believe you know, at least I was told that. Well, I want to take care of myself, so I'll <laughs> go get some myself a chalupa. <laughs> okay, we're on to our top three. Number three is the most successful chicken chain in the country, and they've started to move into New England in recent years. This, this I'm assuming is Chick Fil A. Yep, never open on a Sunday, and they still crush the competition. When I it don't, comes it's, to, it's incredible. Yeah, they're just phenomenal. They've had some uh, some issues with their PR and anti-LGBT uh, proclamations in past years, but they do have great chicken, great waffle fries. Anyways, number two is the most successful coffee place in the country. And Duncan's wishes they could be number two, but it is Starbucks. Starbucks. Mm. Yep. And of course, here we are. Number one. They just keep winning year after year. They've been one for years on the QSR 50. And they're really their, their burgers, their fries, their uh those golden arches. The number one Mr. winner is Mr. Ronald. Ronald McDonald comes Ronald in first McDonald. place. Yep. I have a counterpoint to your list here. What? Just before Ooh. we move on, I have with me a book from 1999, top 10 list from Scholastic <laughs> by Emily Earl. Okay. Oof. Top 10s, a book of lists. Top 10 fast food restaurants. Let's see where they st- stack up, if they still stack up yeah, the same yeah. way. Number 10, Hardee's. Oh. Number nine, Popeyes. Number eight, Dairy Queen. Number seven, Subway. Number six, Pizza Hut. Number five, KFC. Number four, Wendy's. Number three, Burger King. Number two, Taco Bell. Number one, 
McDonald's. McDonald's. And that was like 1999, you said? 99. Still pretty round point. McDonald's, yeah. they know what they're doing. They got their some, coffee. They got their bakery yeah. items. What's that? Some things change, but some things never do. Yeah. That's right. McDonald's just keeps on winning, you know? Nothing like an apple pie. I don't know if you, have, if you guys have ever had a McDonald's apple pie. They are so tasty. I've heard rumors of them like burning your mouth. Yep. Mm. And they got the shamrock shake and they got the McRib and they got those little kids meals boxes. Like you said, they just, there's a, I don't really go to McDonald's a lot, but whenever I do go, it's always a good experience. They were also like the originators of the fast food like brand. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the, uh, the movie with Michael Keaton and them, the founder, you ever see that movie? The one about like how McDonald's became a thing. Yes. Yes. That is a good movie. And it was very revealing. Yeah. Because originally, like McDonald's, like they were in the McDonald Brothers, and they were they had like a, like one or two locations. They were a small place, and then one really, and then like literally, I think he was like a vacuum salesman. Like he was just a salesman, and he thought like I can turn this into something, and then slowly found a way to like basically like buy out the McDonald's Brothers and create and just turn it into what it is today. Like it was so McDonald's is literally named after guys who were like not even haven't been involved in years and I'm, it's just it's surprising it's, it's both surprising and not surprising to hear that they have been able to basically not only corner the market but hold on to that with clearly all of these um, really great options they're still at the top after all these years yep good for them yeah. you know I know Wendy's and Burger King wishes they could be number one but it's going to be really hard to to try to top McDonald's I hear the guy in charge though is a clown. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, uh, I wanted to thank you guys for partaking in the silliness that is fast food, uh, you know, fast food wars and all of this nostalgia around uh, you know, fast food memories growing up and my uh, my nerdiness and with the QSR 50, which will, the new one will be coming out uh, within the next year. It'll be interesting to see where things move around. But um, anyways, I hope my campers enjoyed this episode as well. Go visit your local fast food restaurant. Stop by, have a nice bite to eat and uh, tell them, tell them Matt, Counselor Matt sent you. <laughs> <laughs> They'll know yeah. what you mean. Yes. <laughs> From the truth yeah. cabin. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we right. Know. <laughs> yeah well thank yeah thank you so much matt that was a great conversation um we'll make some questions from this episode because we definitely want to hear what a lot of people think there's so many different options for fast food so go to our instagram account at the truth cabin to check out some of those questions and things coming up about this episode and with that everyone thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the truth cabin we hope yes. you had a fantastic time guys anything you want to say before we wrap up completely i appreciate you campers <laughs> that's it that's it we do appreciate you i just say that campers you are the honey mustard to my barbecue sauce thank you for uh thank you for <laughs> listening and uh i hope that you guys enjoyed this episode that is some high praise right there high praise all right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of The Truth Cabin. This is Charlie. This is Matt. And this is Steve. And we will talk to you soon, everybody. Bye. Bye. See you real soon.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.